Welcome to the Brattlecast. I'm Jordan Rich, along with Ken Gloss, the owner of the Brattle Bookshop in Boston on West Street. And we're talking about all things related to books, old, rare, and out of print, and uh, things that surround the world of books. Sometimes it's a map. Sometimes it's a sample book. Sometimes it's a, a flyer or a brochure. And in this particular case, we're going to quote Horace Greeley here, Go West, Young Man. You say there's a whole bevy of material that has to do with the push, the encouragement to send people west during the pioneering days. Well, one of the things, absolutely. I mean, and there are avid collectors of anything about the western expansion. The, and that could go anywhere from the 1700s up to the 18 and 1900s. Uh, and a lot of that material is a lot of fun. A lot of it was put out in small quantities. Uh, many years ago, and for different reasons. And one of the things that brought this up to me, and one of the re uh, things that sort of piqued my interest, we recently bought a collection of books out in Western Massachusetts. And in the books, there were a, a number of ephemeral items, little journals, paper things, maybe a little bit of maps. And I was looking at them, and they were all there over a period of about 50, 60 years. Uh, 1830s to 1870s to encourage people to go west, to go explore, to buy land, to open it up. Now, and, and it's just sort of fascinating to read some of these. First of all, what the prospects were, what they were trying to sell, why you would almost, if you were sitting there, why you would want to go. Uh, and some of it was very legitimate. Some of it was uh, buying. Some of it was for religious reasons. One of the first ones I got uh, in this group when we were going through the lot, and it was interesting, I got called to go to this lot, and the people were vague about what they had. They said a bunch of old books, been up in the attic for 100 years, over 150 years. Nobody really looked at them. They couldn't tell me much about them. And, and it was a distance. And usually, when people can't tell me a lot about what they have, it usually doesn't turn out to be much, but something in the person's voice or maybe a thing or two that they mentioned about their family. I said, we'll go out and look, whatever. So we got out there, we were opening a couple of the boxes, and one of the ones I found was a, a sort of a magazine. It was like 11, came out over 11 weeks, called The Oregonian. And interesting, but it was the 1830s. So getting to the West Coast in the 1830s, I immediately knew that's old. And what this one was, was it was encouraging missionaries to go out west to live with the Native American Indian tribes out there and to help convert them to Christianity, essentially to save them. But it was just interesting reading through the attitudes of the missionaries. It's so different and, uh, than what you would look at now. Many... Uh, it's not what you would think. Now, they thought they were doing the greatest thing in the world, going there, but also the hardships, the, the, the conditions, the living arrangements, they didn't play those up tremendously, although they did point them out because they wanted people to go out. They didn't want to make it sound, but uh, too bad. But then they were talking about the lumber and the lumber industry out there, about the rivers, uh, about the fishing so you sort of got a whole picture and you say, if you were, were someone who wanted to go out there to convert and so on, you're saying it's a hardship, 
It's a long way, but it's an adventure. And once you got out there, there also is, it's a land of plenty. So you can do good and at the same time, maybe also settle and, and become very, uh, you know, well off. And uh, so it was, it was interesting to read. Uh, in 1830s, for going out to that area, I mean, those books are very rare. They didn't put out too many of them. And they were into the multiple thousands of dollars. So mm. the minute I saw that first book in a box, I said, yeah, this is probably worth, assuming I can make a, a, a deal with these people, yeah. this, this is worth doing. Well, Lewis and Clark, uh, pardon me, I'm just getting an, an announcement here that my alarm's going up. Lewis and Clark, what, 1806 or so? Something 1806, like that? yeah. So that's not too long after the first trailblazers made their way through the uh, the West. That's really amazing. And you, you don't even think about the West until post-Civil War, but it was actually happening back then. What other uh, types of items are we talking about in these kinds well, of collections? Well, the, in, now, I don't know what the background of this family was, but they must have been interested in either family members going out West or investing in the West because they, were, they had a, two or three others that I found. And one of them uh, was a company... It was a brochure, just a brochure for a company called the Bay State Livestock Company Lands. And this was in the 1880s. And it was a livestock company in Nebraska. But what they obviously had done is they also had bought up a lot of land. And they were trying to sell plots. And, and they had a big map that folded out that showed you where all the lots were, uh, and, and uh, how, what you could buy, where you could buy them. And then it was uh, telling that, uh, you know, how the land was so beautiful, how the livestock there, if you were a farmer, you'd be able to make a fortune. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that you do that, it was a little, maybe 10, 12 pages. The map was in perfect condition. And although you occasionally see these type of things, they were flimsy. They were brochures. Most of them got thrown away. Many didn't have the map. And uh, they sort of tell a story about the West, about when people were really going out there to settle. Um, you know, the, the uh, army had been there. Again, sort of depending on what your thinking is, they had made it safe for the white settlers. They had cleared the land out from the natives. Uh, and, and people in the East who were looking either for something better or something to make their fortune, um, they, they were interested. And one of the big leaders in this was the railroads because the railroads were what really opened, the railroads were what really opened things up. So also the railroads for putting in their track got large, large grants of land that were given to them for the government to put the track down and open it up, gave them huge incentives. So many of the times the railroads would help a land company like this because they wanted people out there. They wanted farmers out there so that the farmers then would have to have their cattle, their produce and so on transported by railroad. Uh, and that's where the railroad company. So everybody was in it to make a profit. Nothing wrong with that. 
some of them were totally legitimate. Some of them did very, very well. Some of them went out there and hit the Dust Bowl in the uh, 30s. Uh, but to actually hold one of these things and go, wait a minute, back in the 1870s, 80s, would, would I have looked at this? I'm not a farmer. So I probably would have said, no, that's not for me. But maybe they needed a shopkeeper. Maybe they needed a bookstore. Maybe. You know, that was my know. thought. Yeah. But, but again, people who collect and are interested in the farm founding and the settling of the West, there are sort of the standard histories that you can get loads of. But these little actual pamphlets with maps, you never know what you're going to get. They're very hard. Uh, a lot of libraries don't have the specific one. <clears throat> they're always trying to get collections. So again, they're highly saleable into the hundreds of dollars. And uh, so not only, I sometimes wonder when I find something like this, do I end up doing better than the people who bought the land and moved out there? Well, I wonder occasionally that might happen. What's really uh, cool about it is it's, it's living history. It's, it's putting yourself back in that time period. If you were a, an Easterner looking at this as a possibility, there it is right there. That's how you were sold on the idea. Absolutely. And then again, I went through a third box. So, I mean, this was nice. I mean, I'm, something I wasn't sure about to start with. A bonanza. There, and then the third item that I found was uh, a immigrant's guide to West Texas, 1876, uh, out into the Galveston area in the West Texas. And if anyone's ever been out there, it's still, boy, in 1870s, that must have been a desolate area. I mean, it had uh, many things going for it as far as land, ranching, and but it, West Texas is in the middle of a long way out of anywhere. Uh, but again, this was really the railroads trying to produce and sell this for the same reasons I said before. They owned a lot of the land. They wanted people to come out. They wanted, if we got settled, they wanted people to be buying things. And uh, now this one, Texas is interesting when you're collecting items of the West, you mentioned the word Texas and dealers and collectors, their eyes light up. Quite honestly, there's a lot of money in Texas. So the, a lot of the collectors who collect Texas items have a lot of money. If they have a lot of money, the prices go up. Now this was one that had all sorts of illustrations and lithographs of areas that were not seen. Someone must be hearing and they want to go to Texas. Absolutely. <laughs> They're already one of those brochures. Uh, but uh, but the, it showed a lot of towns and cities that exist now. And these were the first illustrations of those towns, of that area. And so for anyone not only collecting the history of the area, history of the railroads in the area, this was a really hard one to get, almost perfect condition. And again, this is a few thousand dollar item. Uh, and uh, I had a, I actually, the minute I got this one back to the store, I had a, a colleague who had a customer who wanted it. He said, please send it next day because that customer was coming in to see them the next day and, I'm, and it sold. So that was a lot of fun, but that type of thing with the railroads and the, the going west, 
another item that we got, this was from a different lot about two days later. And I love these uh, items, but we got a bunch of travel posters from the teens, 20s, 30s, but they were ski posters. They were um, national park posters. Um, again, they were the railroads. They wanted you to go to the Grand Canyon. They wanted you to go to Utah. They wanted you to go to Idaho. And they had built resorts out there. And mm -hmm. once the railroad lines could get you there in a few days, they built these big resorts so more people would use them. So a lot of the, the exploration and founding of the West and the business of the West, obviously Lewis and Clark, the fur trade, the, the Jefferson buying that whole area from France. It took a while, but then over the time, once transportation made it so that you could get out there, you didn't have to go by boat around the Capes or through the Panama Canal, but it was a relatively quick, easy ride. Then the businesses sort of moved in, the land, the people, the farmers, the settlers, the merchants, the skiers, uh, you know, and, and you can almost, by collecting these type of items, almost see the progress of the, the westward movement, the maps, the business, the, uh, the recreation. And so they make a fabulous collection. And especially the ones the railroad put out, because they were trying to invite and induce you to go out. So they tend to be very colorful, picturesque, inviting, telling you how great everything is. And I think they're great when I get the, the items in. And let's put it this way, my trip out to Western Massachusetts, that was a really fun one uh, that I almost didn't go on. Well, I'm very glad that you went West for something. <laughs> and that more importantly, yeah. these things are preserved and uh, collectors want them and they're fascinating. Ken, as always, thank you for, uh, for being here with us, for providing us so much insight and fun and and uh, education about our past and uh, our present. Thank you so much, as always. Well, thank you. And I have to admit, I went all the way west of Route 128 to find <laughs> these things. I mean, for a Bostonian, that's, that's just way out there. No but covered wagon. It was probably a, a hybrid car of some kind. I'm not <laughs> No, it was a truck because I have to carry oh, heavy books. Of course. Uh, but if anyone has any questions, follow-up things, I'll also do a podcast. A few people have written in about appraisal. And I can do some of that too. Um, and one of the things that I'm even promoting a little, I do a lot of lecturing and talking. Nowadays with Zoom, maybe I can expand my area all over the country. So if someone hears this, we can talk about doing talks around the country too. I think Laredo is on line one and uh, New Mexico's <laughs> on line two. And you got a lot of Westerners who might pick up on you. Ken, thank Deadwood. you as always. I want to go to Denver. You want to go to Denver. <laughs> Get your six-shooter ready. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody, on the Brattlecast.